Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Jonathan. Welcome to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's back in the freezing cold winter weather. We had about a 40-degree swing between last night and this morning. I'm Jonathan Shuttlesworth, joined by Magalis Griffiths, who was pictured in that promo you just saw, where they're going to be having a uh, women's conference, Radiance, and it's a great women's conference, not just speaking, but tremendous ministry. I'm going to have her tell you a little bit about it, and uh, the registration's at the bottom of the screen. I'd encourage you to register today in Orlando, Florida. What can they expect when they go? Yeah, uh, Radiance is a five-night um, uh, conference, a women's conference, and we're going to have guest speakers. There's going to be women from all over the country that get together and they build their faith. I, I, the Bible talks about iron sharpening iron. You get to meet women of like faith, women that are filled with the Holy Ghost, and you get um, this week, um, this coming week for for Radiance. The theme is confidence. So if that's something that you're lacking, confidence in faith, confidence in your marriage, confidence as a woman, um, then this is something that you don't want to miss. RevivalToday.com forward slash Radiance to register. Uh, it's going to be two sessions each day. We're going to have a day session and a night session. So what, you know, and it's going to be able to work with everybody's schedule. Um, so you can, again, register right now, RevivalToday.com forward slash Radiance. You do not want to miss it. For everybody that's watching on Christian Television Network and then live on Facebook and YouTube, I've been taking the hour before I broadcast on television to teach on keys to explosive increase financially in 2019. But I want to take this half hour like we've been doing on TV and preach on dominion over all sickness and disease. Sickness and disease is something that the Christian is not supposed to suffer with. On the contrary, sickness and disease is something that Jesus Christ gave us power not to to survive, not to be healed from when it attacks us. Jesus gave us power to dominate sickness and disease. These signs will lay their hands. uh, These signs will follow all who believe. Not apostles, not prophets, not evangelists. These signs will follow everyone who believes. In my name they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They will lay their hands on the sick and the sick will recover. That's not the ability to, to get healed when you get sick. That's God giving you an overflow to destroy the work of the devil that is sickness and disease. And we covered that a few programs ago. Today, I want to give you one of the most solid things the Christian has access to that guarantees dominion over sickness and disease. In the book of Exodus, chapter 12, the Bible says that the death angel was going to go door to door that night and kill the firstborn of every house, Egyptian or, or Hebrew. Didn't matter. Just because you were a, a, a Hebrew, one of, one of God's chosen, you were going to get the same thing the Egyptians got unless you followed a prophetic instruction that God gave Moses in Exodus 12. This was the instruction. Take a lamb without spot or wrinkle. Kill it without breaking any of its bones. Then drain its blood into a basin. Take hyssop branches, dip them in the blood, and apply that blood to the doorposts of your house. And this is what God said. When the angel of death goes door to door, when he sees the blood, he will pass over you. 
That night, that angel of death, it was not a hoax. The angel of death went door to door and struck down the firstborn of every house. But where the children of God lived, that blood of a spotless lamb that was put over the doorpost was a glowing red neon sign to that angel of death. You are not permitted to go in here. You read any theology book you want, Catholic, Presbyterian, Baptist, full gospel, don't make any difference. Every one of those books will tell you the same thing. That blood of a lamb without spot or wrinkle that was killed without breaking any of its bones was a representation of who? Jesus. My question for you watching me right now in Nevada, California, everywhere where you're at, if the blood that represented Jesus had power to ward off the actual angel of death, and I'll remind you, the Bible says in Revelation that death is the last enemy that will be destroyed, bound and thrown in the lake of fire. So death has a personification. It's the last enemy. It's one of the devil's strongest agents that he has. And the blood that represented Jesus had power to tell him, don't go inside. Well, if the blood that represented Jesus could could ward off the death angel, how much more can the actual blood of Jesus? We don't have the representation. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that after Jesus died, he carried his own blood into the Holy of Holies and, and made it as a sacrifice for us. The blood of sprinkling over us. We don't have the blood of a lamb that represents Christ over us. In the natural, I look like a regular white guy American wearing a suit. But in the spirit realm, I have blood that's been sprinkled over me that is part of my covenant exemption that tells the devil, touch at your own risk. If you lift your hand towards him, all the forces of heaven will back his protection. What does the Bible say in Psalm 91? No deadly thing will go near your dwelling. Why? Because we're not like everybody else. Those Hebrews looked like just regular human beings living in Egypt. A plague went through that was supposed to affect everybody, but they had a blood covenant that secured not just their deliverance, but their freedom from death, from that agent that was looking to bring death to their family. That was a type and shadow of what was to come. And now the Bible says, we now have a covenant Based on better promises, Hebrews 8, 6, we now have a better covenant built on better promises. How strong is that covenant? Well, I got this picture right here. This is a lady whose name was Terry, upstate New York. Came to our meeting, that's why I have it in a frame. Came to our meeting with stage four cancer. Because of how the cancer had spread, they had taken out part of her esophagus and part of her stomach. And her muscles that you used to swallow, called the parasalis muscles, didn't work. So she was like triply unable to eat. I was preaching. You know, preachers have a very easy job. Brother Shambach, R.W. Shambach used to say, you just brag about Jesus until he shows up. You just talk about what he did. And then he comes behind what you're speaking to confirm his word. I was just telling that crowd what Jesus did. I didn't know who she was. Nobody had signaled me that she had come for prayer. And I saw the power of God touching a lady in the fourth row. She came up to me after. Jonathan, I'm healed. I'm healed. I said, I didn't even know what you were sick from. While I'm telling this story, if you have that video of the lady that that came to get saved last month, 
that was in all kinds of pain and deaf in her one ear and her ear came open? Let me know if you can get that. Oh, it's cute. So I'll play that. I'll show you one. I'll tell you one first, and then I'll show you one. So she said, I'm healed. I said, I don't even know what you're sick from. So she told me that whole story that I just told you. I said, how do you know you're healed? She said, I can swallow, and I'm very hungry. I can just tell I'm better. You know, she was 89 pounds, stage four cancer, part of her organs taken out. This isn't a story from 1920. I'm 38 years old. This happened in the, in the beginning of my marriage, and I've only been married a little over 10 years. So they, these guys that get these people's hopes up. Tell, tell, ask this woman whether it got her hopes up or got her healed. Because we had people ask us when we had this in the office, and I used to have it hanging on my refrigerator at home. Why do you have a picture of a lady that looks like a skeleton with skin stretched over it eating a McDonald's cheeseburger? Because I said to her when she said, I'm healed. I realize now it's what the Bible calls the gift of faith. I said, well, when you were, couldn't eat solid food for six and a half years, there must have been something that you thought, if I ever get better, this is what I want to eat. She said, oh, her eyes lit up. I always said I wanted a McDonald's cheeseburger. I gave her $20, which was about the best I could give back then. I said, go out, order whatever you want from McDonald's, eat it, and when you come home, I said, pray before you eat it and eat it and you'll be just fine. Her family's eyes got massive, like Garfield's owner, John Arbuckle. They said, the doctor said, if she ever eats solid food, she'll immediately asphyxiate and die. I said, don't worry about it, and left. Well, the next day, when I was getting ready to go to church on that Monday, I thought, man, that's like the first time it dawned on me. The gift of faith, I I must have let it wear off. Because I thought, oh my gosh, I just told a lady that's missing part of her esophagus and stomach and can't swallow to go eat a McDonald's value meal. You're not even supposed to eat that when you're healthy. And then, you know, this might make you lose respect for me, but I'll just tell you the truth. I thought, well, you know what? If, if, If she dies... I'll just say I never told her that, you know, because she'll be dead, so she can't say, yes, he did. And then that way I won't have to go to jail or be on Nancy Grace the next night and be an embarrassment to, to the ministry. And then I thought, oh, shoot, her family was right there. They verbally objected, to which I replied, and I quote, don't worry about it. I thought, man, there's going to be a police officer waiting for me when I go to, I, I, you know, it sounds like I'm telling a story to be entertaining, I promise you. I drove to church that night with my wife. I never told her what I was thinking. You know, when fear tries to attack, you never let the mistake of repeating it out of your mouth. So I just said, thank you, Father, that you healed that woman. We drive to church. I'm literally sure that there's going to be a New York State trooper waiting for me at the church. So we drive to the church. I took one lap around the outside of the parking lot. He said, Jonathan, aren't you, wouldn't you be arrested? Wouldn't you allow yourself to be arrested? Yes, but you have to catch me first. We drive one lap around the whole church parking lot, and the place was not packed, so there was plenty of parking. I drove a second lap around. My, my wife looks at me and says, where are you looking to park? I said, don't worry about it. I was looking for a state trooper car. Didn't see one, so I parked, and I kid you not, as I walk through the back doors of the church, there's a New York state trooper right there at the back, and he turns and says, Jonathan, if you think I'm white now, you should have seen me then. I felt the blood go to my feet. And I got ready to, to just lift my wrist out. I thought, oh, this is how it ends. My, everybody at my Bible college is going to say, see, we told him. 
don't go preaching that stuff. Don't go praying for people like that. This is what happens. All that flies through my mind. Jonathan, I said, yes. He said, I want you to know that was a powerful service yesterday. So then I thought, He's, he probably attended one of those like seminars where they tell you like before you do, do something negative, start with a positive. So I was gonna, <laughs> that was a very powerful service. Having said. said that, you killed the lady, and now we have to take you to jail. <laughs> so he said that was a very powerful service yesterday. So I said thank you. He said um, I asked my supervisor at, 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 at whatever it is, the captain or whoever at the state New York State Trooper, if I could have tonight off, but they don't have anybody to cover my shift. He said, but they gave me permission to sit in the meeting, but I have to be in uniform, so, and then if I get called out, I have to go out. So I just wanted to let you know, so I hope my uniform doesn't bother you. Not at all. So I walk to the front row. The lady's not there. So you figure if the lady was healed, she'd probably come back the next night. So I'm still not feeling good. And then all of a sudden, a bony finger taps me on my shoulder. I turn around. You know you're preaching out in the country when somebody hands you a Polaroid picture. There it is. That lady, now not wearing bedclothes, wearing a dress, hands me this picture of her eating a McDonald's cheeseburger. She ate a McDonald's cheeseburger, fries, a Coke. Then she said, I was still hungry. I guess so after almost seven years. Drove back to McDonald's, ordered a 20-piece chicken McNugget, and ate all of that. And she came back and testified that night that she was healed. But that night, she had her husband with her who was unsaved. He got saved. And then her daughter... She signed her daughter out of a mental institution, brought her to the meeting, and her daughter got saved, delivered, and filled with the Holy Ghost. When I came back the next year, the entire family was there because she was a walking miracle. You know, as I'm telling you that, I believe the Lord's going to do that for people watching right now. God is not only a God of signs and wonders. God will make you a sign and a wonder. Isn't that the lady that was supposed to die? I remember she sent my wife an email I don't think we have that picture. But if you see her here, you could tell she's gone through chemo and all that. Sickness is of the devil. It's a destroyer. It's not a blessing. It's a curse. And Christ came to change the curse into a blessing. I see every curse being changed into a blessing in your life today. In Jesus' name. That's why we're together. She messaged my wife that she can fit back in her dresses again, that she had just gone and got her hair cut and colored, which doesn't sound like a big deal if you're a man, but I hope some of the women can relate. You know, you haven't been able to get your hair fit. You're a woman again. You can live again. You don't have to think about death. You think about a long life that belongs to you because of what Jesus did by his blood. That was back in the mid-2000s. You know why I keep this here? If the devil ever tries to discourage me about what can't be done, What's impossible? I just take a look at this picture and lift my hand and say, thank you, God, that you're the God of the impossible, that there's nothing the devil has done that you can't do something about it today. Hallelujah. That you're the almighty God. Look how far you brought us. I mean, they have this all shop nice, this all studio. God built it. I don't God did everything. Everything came from the hand of God. And it's not hard to get him to ask or get him to move. He said, ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. Well, I believe I'm hoping God will heal me so I can testify one day on a stage at one of your crusades, brother. Yeah, great. 
But the reason God wants you to be healed is not so you can testify. It's because he loves you. That your joy may be full. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now watch what God did last month in January. You know, we're live. This ain't a can program. If it was, I would have edited out me saying ain't because it makes you sound unintelligent. But we're live. This is a lady that came that had not ever been to church, certainly had never been to my kind of church. And I was preaching here just outside of Pittsburgh. She came forward and got saved, was in major pain and couldn't walk, felt God heal her and started to walk. And then the Lord gave me a word of knowledge about her ear, which freaked her out. And here it is all on video. I'll see you on the other side. And when I see you on the other side, I'm going to pray for you. And what you see God do, what he did here, what he did on this video, he'll do it for you. Because he doesn't love them any more than he loves you. He loves you. He's Jesus. He's full of love, unending mercy, boundless compassion, and he has it for you. Enjoy the video. Because it's the central nervous system. Through the back and then in the ears as well. Auditory nerves, in the name of Jesus Christ, do what you're told. I command you to work. I don't care if you're a union auditory nerve and you finished at five, I command you to come back on the job. Ears come open. Open. You're done. Come open, open, open. Tell the difference at all. You can tell the difference now. Jesus is here. He's here completely. Amen. This is an oppression of the devil. And when you get oppressed, it makes it sad. Yeah, there's no pain, and it won't come back. It's not allowed to be told. Amen. I just noticed on the video that on the right side of the screen was a lady standing there in green that her mother came and got saved. And the reason her mother came and got saved was because three years before, I think it was, at the same month in January, She got up to leave the meeting, and as she got up to leave the meeting, I said, wait, don't go. I said, you're leaving because somebody in your family is sick. She fell down on her knees and started to cry. I took my pocket handkerchief out and said, take this and pray for the child, and and the child will be well. She had a baby that was in intensive, uh, what are they, NICU? You know, going to die on all kinds, like basically life support, and then the child's well now, out of the hospital. And then the mother came and got saved and never been to church. We serve a miracle-working God. 
And what is, what, what is the, the foundation of that power is the blood of Jesus. There's an old song. I see a crimson stream of blood that flows from Calvary. It's waves that reach the throne of God are flowing over me. I see a crimson stream of blood. It flows from Calvary. The lamb in the Passover was the representation. But the Bible says in Isaiah 53, verse 3, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. But surely he hath borne our griefs and has carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. That's what that thief did. If you're the son of God, why are you hanging up here? He, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. Turn to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew 8, I think it's verse 14. Then came to him the disciples, uh, that's nine. Sorry, this Bible's like 900 pounds, should be in a museum. Matthew chapter eight, verse 14. And when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and ministered unto them. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils and he cast out the spirits with his word, and he healed all the sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself, took our infirmities, and bare our sicknesses. So that shows you the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy was not spiritual sickness. It was physical sickness and disease. Let me read one more. First Peter 2.24. I'll start at 21. 1 Peter 2, 21. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us. Who did he suffer for? Me. You. Leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. The note at the bottom, physical healing is part of the redemptive work of Christ. By his stripes, we are healed. That blood in the book of Exodus warded off the death angel. 
Why would you expect the blood that Jesus shed when he was whipped on his back to be any weaker? God bless everybody else on Christian television, but you're not going to see me peddling vitamins and fish oil and whatever else. You don't need nutrients. You need the blood of Jesus Christ. That drives out. That opens deaf ears. Jesus didn't give the blind men in the book of Matthew chapter 9 fish oil supplements. He said, believest thou that I'm able to do this? When did the church lose confidence in the power of the blood of Jesus? But I'm going to tell you, uh, the confidence is restored today. We have a Savior. We have a Redeemer. He shed His blood for us that we could escape the corruption and decadence of this world. That we could be immune and dominate all sickness and disease. If you want prayer, I have prayer partners right now that every person that's sick, anointed men and women of God are waiting to pray with you. I want you to call that number right now. As you're calling, I'm going to pray. And I want everybody, you notice 1 Peter 2.24 had two parts. He bore our sins and by his stripes were healed. You need to be saved. You need to be saved today. You don't want to put it off one more hour. That's why I'm on this Monday through Friday to call you. Get rid of sin. Come to Jesus Christ. He'll not only heal your body, he'll heal your spirit and soul. Make you new. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old life is dead. Behold, all things become new. God, do it right now. 412-440-1412. Call now. Everybody that calls, I'm going to send you the CD set that I have on healing. This is the flash drive. If you need a CD, I'll send you that. That don't make any difference to me. Please call 412-440-1412. Father, thank you for blessing your people now. Thank you for alleviating all sickness and all disease now. In Jesus' mighty name. Call. Let them finish praying for you. My time on television's up. You can join me on Facebook and YouTube right now. If you're on TV and you have not partnered with our ministry yet, call that number, 412-440-1412. I'll send you our brand new February news magazine. I will see you Monday at this same time. Have a wonderful weekend. Call. Can't wait to hear from you.